What's going on, guys? This is the Carson Crumlick Talk Show, episode number 52, and this is another jam-packed episode and another big episode, just like yesterday was, as at 4 p.m., as I'm going to be, well, I'm going to go over the topics I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about what happened today as, with all the players that were either going to, with the franchise deadline that happened today at 4 p.m., I'm going to be talking about most of the news that happened and my projections and my opinions about it. It's just opinions. I'm going to be talking about what I think about what like this player playing. Like, like for instance, I'm going to be talking about what do I think about Dak and, and him playing under the franchise tag. So I'm going to talk about all these things. I'm going to talk about Derrick Henry signing his big contract, all these things. Miles Garrett signing his big contract. I'm going to talk about all these uh, franchise deadline news and my opinion. I'm going to give my opinions and projections about it. And I'm, then I'm going to hop into and talk about what I think about the Madden NFL 21 top running back ratings. I'm going to talk about Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, and Alvin Kamara. And I'm going to give my opinions on whether I agree with their Madden ratings and whether or whether I th- disagree and think it should be higher. And I'm just going to be talking about and giving my opinion. My projections and stuff. So let's get into the franchise deadline news that happened today, guys. News that came out at 4 p.m. today. And first player I want to talk about is Dak Prescott. So I talked about Dak Dak Prescott for, I think this is the second or third time that I'm talking about him on my podcast. And so, yeah, the the Cowboys didn't get a deal done with Dak. So he's going to play under the franchise tag this year. And I do agree with, with, with them doing that, for instance, and here's why. Dak Prescott, don't get me wrong, Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback. He's a top 10, 11, 12 quarterback in the NFL all around. As of right now, in the moment, not the future, not the past. As of right now, he's a top 10, 11, 12 quarterback. You guys get it. And, yeah, he's really good mechanics. He's really good. He has a solid arm. He's a decent arm. He's a, he's a fairly pretty good arm. He's not too mobile. He, he's mobile. He's not not mobile. He, he can move around and roll out in the pocket, get away from pressure, escalate plays, keep plays alive with his legs. He can do all that stuff. He has a good arm. He has solid accuracy. He's a good thrower of the football. I think he's a, a pretty good all-around quarterback overall. But I think they made the wise decision in, in the franchise tag him. And don't get me wrong, Dak has winning history. He led his team to the playoffs in his rookie year starting whole season, missed out on the 2017 playoffs, still put up great stats like he did in his rookie year, uh, made the playoffs in 2018, and had unbelievable stats, and um, last year he, he fell 8-8 eight and eight and did not make the playoffs, and fell a little bit short of the playoffs, so he has had winning history, making the playoffs two out of his, two out of his first four seasons, so he can win games. He is a leader. He has a real. He's a solid arm. He's a pretty good arm. He's a pretty good quarterback overall. He's solid accuracy, solid deep ball thrower. He's a, he's a good thrower of the football from all three levels of the field: short, medium, and deep. But I think the one thing that is holding him back is not only because of the recent struggles, like last year, to going eight and eight and missing out on the playoffs, is they're not sure whether Dak is is going to be the future for the. For the Cowboys, and I and I can see Jerry Jones thinking this. He doesn't think Dak 
the way it's looking right now, Dak is a pretty good quarterback. He knows Dak is a pretty good quarterback. He knows Dak fits the system, but the but the recent struggles I had it, it literally took his status from maybe getting a contract uh, a contract extension to to um, basically not to having a very low chance, and and that was this year's struggles going eight and eight, with bad coaching with Jason Garrett. So if he had a good season this year and turned it around and made the playoffs, then I think he would have got that contract extension, 100%, definitely. Don't get me wrong, Dak had a very phenomenal year, throwing for over 3,000 passing yards last year. He had a good year. It's just his receivers dropped a lot of passes. He's And he wasn't dealing with all that much injuries. He had his offensive line healthy. He had Travis Frederick, Zach Martin. Tyrone Smith, but now obviously Zach Martin retired. So yeah, he had a lot of uh, supporting cast healthy. Like I just mentioned, the offensive line. He had Amari Cooper healthy, Michael Gallup healthy, Randall Cobb healthy, Tavon Austin healthy. All these guys healthy. He had Zeke in and out of the lineup a little bit, but starting for most of the season. And when he fit, so their offense, they basically um, based their offense around Ezekiel Elliott, star running back. They usually, like, in my opinion, I think that they feed Zeke. I think the offense is solely based around feeding Ezekiel Elliott, which will then open up passing lanes, guys, and then he can throw to Amari Cooper, Michael Gobb, whatever, Blake Jarwin at tight end, whatever. Dalton Schultz at tight end, whatever. So I think the offense is solely and really based on feeding Ezekiel Elliott and then when the time comes, it opens up passing lanes. So then you start to get uh, your passing game going and clicking for Dak Prescott. And I really think they just had a lot of struggles. I just think it wasn't working with Jason Garrett, Jerry Jones, and Dak. It wasn't mixing. It was very static. It wasn't good air. You can feel something in the air. You can feel pressure on, on Jason Garrett. Uh, and then he did get fired. So they got Mike McCarthy. But I think getting this franchise tag, it is worth $31.4 million tender. And he did sign it, so it's still a decent amount of money. I think he's still like the, he's the lower, I think he's maybe 8th or ninth most paid quarterback. Maybe ninth, And that's still good, $31.4 million. But obviously he's not the ninth anymore now that he has less money playing on the franchise tag for one year with $31.4 million that he's going to earn fully guaranteed for one season. I think this, him getting, not getting the contract he wants and getting, and believe me, I, I don't think he get, deserves all that money that he wanted. But, but I think getting this, getting franchise tagged is going to motivate him to have a really good season. And if you look at the Cowboys offense, they have Dak Prescott, who's a good quarterback. Zico Elliott, who's a top three running back in the NFL. Amari Cooper, who's a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. Michael Gallup, who's an up-and-coming star wide receiver who had over 1,000 yards receiving last year. You give up Randall Cobb. Tavon Austin's gone in free agency. Cole Beasley was gone a while ago. Incoming C.D. Lamb, the playmaker out of Oklahoma. So they have a very explosive defense. Threats and, and good gadgets and targets and options to go to at receiver for Dak Prescott with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CD Lamb. And of course Blake Jarwin at tight end and Dalton Schultz tight end. So they have a good running big running game with Zeke. He's obviously gonna do his job. He's gonna eat like he does that celebration eating. He has really good and explosive receivers with Amari Cooper. 
Michael Gallup, and he has CD Lamb. And he has solid tight ends in Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. And he has a good offensive line that regressed a little bit with losing star center Trav, uh, Travis Frederick, former All-Pro, who did retire. So you lose that at center, but you still have Zach Martin in there, and you still have Tyrone Smith in there. So they still have a solid offensive line to block and get block for uh, Dak Prescott and give him more time in the pocket and um, more protection. So yeah, I think this is going to motivate Dak, and I think he's going to play better. I think he's going to play well. Now I could be wrong. He might he might struggle next year and might be out of. Dallas, as we may see it next year, might be in a New Jersey. I may be wrong, but I'm just saying. So that's what I think about Dak playing under the franchise tag, getting the franchise tag. And next is A.J. Green. So he's reportedly going to play under the franchise tag. And I do agree with that decision with the Bengals not paying him and giving him an extension. And here's why. A.J. Green, ever since 2017, so... Three years ago, 2017, 2018, and this most recent season, 2019, he's been in and out of the lineup. He's been dealing with serious injuries that has been holding him back from playing. And I think he's a player that's been has his career derailed by injuries, and it's not going well for AJ Green right now. Yes, he's healthy as of right now, but he's he gets injured. He got injured a lot for the over the past three seasons. He's battling with injuries. It, it's probably getting him mentally. I definitely know he can still play. He still has really good hands. He's still that go up, get it, 50-50 jump ball receiver playmaker. He's fast. He's quick. He's soft, really good rounding. He's still that really good number one target. And I like the idea of, of not paying him money only because of what they see as him over the past three years with injuries. But I do think if A.J. Green stays healthy, playing under the tag is going to motivate him. and He's going to want to ball out. And I think he will, because he has a new face at quarterback. He, he, he ain't no Andy Dalton anymore. He's out of town. He's out of town. Andy Dalton is on the Cowboys, uh, going to be a backup for Dak this year. Incoming LSU number one product, number one pick, Joe Burrow. So he has a new face, and he could turn it all around and go better forward with coming back healthy. Could A.J. Uh, AJ Green. They have a very explosive offense. Now, they don't they don't have a very explosive offense, but they have a solid offense with A.J. Green. I, I mean, that wide receiver with A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross. John Ross has is is injury-prone as well as A.J. Green. AJ Green. Um, you got Alec Erickson in the slot. You got all these targets for Joe Burrow, and you got Joe Mixon, but Joe Mixon is probably going to hold out because I don't think they did not give him a contract either, so he's looking to hold out. And yeah, I think this is also going to motivate A.J. Green. Or like I said, on what I said about Dak, I could be wrong and he could probably and he could land somewhere else next year. But I think I'm right. I'm usually right. <laughs> Alright, that's what I think about A.J. Green getting tagged. And let's go to Derrick Henry getting a four-year extension worth $50 million. Finally, 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 finally. Finally, I am so happy to hear when I heard the news earlier today that Derrick Henry got a four-year extension worth $50 million. First of all, guys, Derrick Henry, I love me some Derrick Henry. 
He's a big guy at 6'3", 6'4". He's very strong. He's a very good power back. But he will elude you with the fact that he is really fast also. I think he ran a 4'4". I think he ran a 4'5 at the combine for Alabama. Dude is has some speed for has he can move well for for his size. And he really I think one of the main reasons why the Titans had a success last year was mainly because of Derrick Henry. And I can't I couldn't believe when I heard that Tannehill got paid over Derrick Henry. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Come on, are you kidding me? Derrick Henry is Maybe besides Taylor Luan, Derrick Henry's probably the best player on the team. I think he's the best player on the team. And you got to look at Taylor Luan, of course, Kevin Byard, Dory Jackson, all these guys. But I think Derrick Henry, I wouldn't say by far because Taylor Luan's up there, but I think Derrick Henry is the best player on, on the Titans roster and on the team. But I'm so damn happy that... Derrick Henry finally got what he deserved and got paid. I'm so happy for Derrick Henry. He carried them and gave them an absolutely ridiculous and almost unstoppable running game that literally carried them through two games to the playoffs. In Foxborough against the Patriots, he had, I think he had well over 100 rushing yards. And in Baltimore against the reigning MVP in Lamar Jackson and tandem with John Harbaugh. And he had well over 100 rushing yards that game. They get one or two touchdowns in both games, too. Derrick Henry really carried their team last year. I think that's the main reason why they had success, because it was, was in the running game and feeding Derrick Henry. And I'm so happy that he got paid. On to Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, now officially today, signed his five-year extension worth $125 million. That would make him, guys, the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL. And like I've said recently on my podcast, Derrick, I mean, Miles Garrett is... One of my favorite pass rushers in the NFL, and in my opinion, he is the best pass rusher in the in the NFL. Second would probably be, we're talking pass rusher. I know T.J. Watt is an out, outside linebacker, but he gets to the quarterback. He gives pressure to the quarterback. He forces quarterbacks to turn over the ball, throw interceptions. So he does every little little thing. He gets to the quarterback. He, he makes them feel uncomfortable. He forces pressure on the quarterback, and he gets a lot of sacks on the quarterback. So that is, that is... And that is a pass rusher. So I think one is Miles Garrett. Two is probably TJ Watt. Three, Cam Jordan. Or three, three, Cam Jordan, Chris Jones, whatever. And yeah, Miles, back to Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett definitely deserved that five year extension worth $125 million. That would make him the highest paid defensive player in the league. Now, Miles Garrett, in my opinion, is the best pass rusher in the league. I do think he deserved this contract. He is a great player, but he just needs to stop doing dumb stuff. Like, he got suspended for, for the rest of the season last year for hitting Mason Rudolph, for clocking him in the head and smacking him in the head with, with uh, Rudolph's helmet. That was so dumb. He has to control himself. He has to control himself. Don't get me wrong. He's a great football player, great defensive end. In my opinion, he's the best pass rusher in the NFL. He's good at this. He's good at that. Yeah, he's a really good football player. He has talent. He's the best pass rusher in the NFL. But he has to control his temper. And he, and he gets angry a lot and does dumb stuff and gets ejected and gets suspended a lot. So he does really dumb stuff. He has to control himself so that he doesn't put his team in risk. And that would kill the defense, not having uh, Garrett, Miles Garrett as it they had to. Uh, 
experience last year when he wasn't in the lineup for getting suspended for hitting Rudolph. But yes, I do think he's a great player and he deserves all of that. On to Anthony Harris. So the Vikings did not pay Anthony Harris, who is a safety, and he's going to play under the franchise tag. Now, this could go either way. I'm saying I'm going to go, I'm going to agree with this because they do have other players to pay. They do have Kirk Cousins to pay. They do have Adam Thielen to play. You have Dalvin Cook to pay. Alexander Madison to pay, Kyle Rudolph to pay, and in the future you're going to have Justin Jefferson to pay. And you have a lot of players in that defense to pay. Uh, to pl- uh, pay, Daniel Hunter to pay, uh, Michael, Kendri- Michael Kendricks to, play- to pay, Anthony Barr to pay. All these guys you have to pay. And I do agree with, with him playing under the franchise tag. Don't get me wrong, he's a solid safety. He's a ball hawk. He has good uh, knowledge and IQ how to play safety. He reads uh, reads offenses well. He picks up and helps when the receiver is burning the cornerback. He picks up on that well. He has good awareness, and he has good ball skills. He, he has had some very good interceptions over the, the course of his career. He's a solid safety. So I do agree with him, them not giving him an extension and playing on the franchise tag. Now, Justin Simmons, the Broncos safety, is going to play under the franchise tag and did not get an extension now. This is something I am going to have to disagree with. Downright, honestly. Because Justin Simmons only... And don't get me wrong, I know he, he had an unbelievable year last year. He was one of the best rated safeties in the NFL. He was around, wasn't near Derwin James, um, Jamal Adams, or... Micah Hyde. He wasn't around there, but he was he was still very good and even got selected to the Pro Bowl. He had a very good year last year. And I think they need to keep him. He's a young player in that defense. He's he's one of the anchors of their secondary. He's one of the best players in their secondary. They have a good defensive line. Um and linebacker core with Nick Chubb and Bradley Chubb. Good pass rushers also. And then it just got Jarrell Casey, so that makes it even better. That's gonna help them on the defensive line. I do think Justin Simmons is a very good young player. Got selected to the Pro Bowl last year, and he deserved to. And I think he's a young player that need that they needed to. Maybe they wait another year. Maybe that's why I say could go either way because maybe they could wait another year because he's still young. But he did get selected to the Pro Bowl, and he's a very good, very good. He's a solid safety. He's a good safety. He's a pretty good safety. He's not very good. He's not great. He's not really really good. He's good. He's a good safety. He's a young player that I think is. The anchor, one of the anchors of the secondary, and his his buddy Kareem Jackson is a strong safety, so they have a good safety duo back there. So I think they, I disagree with this, and I think they they should have gave him extension so they can make sure that they anchored him, locked him down to keep him for more years, because he he's a main part of that defense and one of the biggest parts of that secondary that they need and that they rely on. That's enough about Justin Simmons. On to Joe Thune. Did not get extension. Did get a franchise tag. Now, I don't have much to say about Joe Thune because he's a great player. He's not getting too, too old. He's in his prime, latish, midish prime. He's a good player. He's good on the offensive line. He's good. He's a good blocker in the running. 
the, the running game. He's a good blocker. In the, he's a good pass blocker. He's a good run blocker. He's a good offensive lineman overall. But I do think them not tagging him is a, is big because he's one of the main parts of their offensive line. On to Hunter Henry getting is going to play on the franchise tag. Now, ever since Antonio Gates left, Hunter Henry came in in 2017, guys, and stepped up. But injuries, ever since 2017, injuries had derailed him. In 2018, he has been playing with... He has, he's not really that durable. Injuries make him stay and make him um, un unavailable to play. He usually doesn't play through injuries. He's not that durable, but... Yeah, I think they need Hunter Henry. They have good receiving core with... They give up um, Travis Benjamin... So, they have a good receiver court with Keaton Allen and Mike Williams. And Dontrell Inman. And I think he's a, a big part of that offense and in that receiving game. So, I think they should have gave him, I don't know. I think they only been given an extension because he's injury prone and he has been dealing with injuries. Hasn't been on the field much. So, I think that's why. Uh, that's enough of that. That's all the news I'm going to be talking about. Damn, we're already 20, 20 minutes and 30 seconds in, and all I'm talking about is my opinions on the on the franchise deadline today. All right, now let's get to the main topic of the day. I'm going to be talking about what I think about the Madden NFL 21 top, top 10 running back ratings. The top guys running at running back right here. So at number one is Christian McCaffrey, and he's a 99 overall that they rated him. I a thousand one hundred, I one hundred percent agree. A thousand, even the thousand percent agree. Totally agree with this. I agree, and it's also his second time, not first time, being a 99 overall and and being a part of the 99 overall club. And it was in back-to-back -back years. It was in last year and and uh, this year. But man, he definitely deserves it, guys, because he's a really good running back. And he is undersized and small, but he definitely makes up makes up for it for being a really fast, really quick, and he's really elusive and hard to track down and tackle. And he has great footwork. His cut his cutting ability is amazing. The way he reverses fields, he's just so quick and fast. It's hard to keep up with him, man. I'll tell you. He has very good vision. Knows which holes to hit. He doesn't have a bad offensive line, but it's Christian McCaffrey, and he's very athletic. So he he hits the right gaps, hits the right holes, and it knows that there's no gaps or holes open. Can bounce it to the outside. He's dangerous on the outside, of course, with his very good speed. And the one thing I didn't like is they rated his speed. I don't like how Madden uses Christian McCaffrey's speed. He doesn't look that fast in the game Madden, but in real life, it's way different. He's very, very, very fast, and he's really explosive for a little guy. Also, he's a very dynamic running back. He, he's an all-round, can-do-it-all running back. And he's very quick, and he's really strong for a little guy. And he breaks a lot of tackles. And guys, he's really athletic also. And sometimes he even hurdles people. For instance, like he did, this example, for instance, like he did it against the Jags last year. And first, I think he stiffed arm linebacker Josh Allen that was pursuing and gonna uh, looking to tackle him. And then he leaped over Trey Herndon, the cornerback, to get the touchdown. He leaped in the end zone over Trey Herndon to get the touchdown. I mean, 
He can do anything. He's a he can do, it's he's a can do it all running back. And he's also a very good receiving back also aside from being good in the running game and on the ground. And a stat proves this. That really shows what he can do as an overall really good running back. As he had over 1000 rushing yards last year and over 1000 receiving yards last year and that put him as only the third player all time with Eric Dickerson and someone else. I don't remember that player. But I know it was with Eric Dickerson. And yeah, that says a lot. That means he's really good on the ground in the running game at over 1,000 rushing yards. He's really good in the receiving game and at over 1,000 receiving yards. So that's very impressive. He's just an all-around really good running back. He's one of my favorite running backs in the NFL. And he did that last year. And that stat really shows that he's not only capable of being a really good running back and in the running game, but he's also a really good receiving back and a good pass catcher and helps and will help Teddy Bridgewater in the, in the receiving game. So overall, guys, he's a do-it-all back and a really good back. And he's one of my favorite running backs in the league. And overall, I agree with him being a 99 overall this year. It's very well-deserved. Congratulations to Christian McCaffrey, guys. On to Derrick Henry. They rated him a 93 overall. I do agree he's really good and he's one of the best running backs in the league. In my opinion, he's the fourth. One is probably Saquon, in my opinion. Two is Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. Three is Zeke Elliott, in my opinion. Four would be Derrick Henry. Five would be Davin Cook. I do agree he's really good and one of the best running backs in the league. And in my opinion, he's the fourth best running, but fourth best running back in the league, like I said. He's huge, though. I've, see, I've only seen him on TV, but people have been telling me you should see him in person. He's way taller than he is on TV. And he's surprisingly fast for his size. He ran a 4-5 at the combine, and he's quick. And obviously, he's very explosive and is so hard to bring down. And he's so strong. And his stiff arm is damn near lethal because he stiff-armed the, sh the hell out of Earl Thomas last year when, he, when they played in the, the Ravens in the divisional round. And he's a very good hard runner, fights for extra yards. He has good vision, reads his blockers properly, hits holes correctly, knows how to bounce it outside. There's no gaps or holes open. He's also a good uh, do-it-all running back. And he's also pretty fast for his size, and he's quick. So not only is he a dominant back and a power back, but he can move well for his size. And he's pretty fast for his size. And I think he was a huge part in why the Titans had success last year, going 9-7 and and slipping into the playoffs at one of the two uh, wildcard spots. And I think he carried them mainly in the running game. And he carried, he was one of the main reasons, and he carried them mainly in the running game. And overall, I think he's one of the best running backs in the league. I, I have him at fourth. I, in my opinion, he's the fourth best running back in the league. He's a great player, nevertheless, huge player. Very quick, very fast, not only a power back, also a speed, dynamic speed, ran a 4-5 for Alabama at the combine. He's a very good player, and I think he deserves to be a 93 overall. And, of course, all that, what I said, resulted in him leading the league in rushing last year, so that's another accolade that would make him qualify as, as a good 93 overall. It's good for 93. That's enough for Derrick Henry. On to Nick Chubb, Browns running back. They rated him a 92 overall. I agree. And, guys, he's earned the rating. Definitely, especially after the season he had last year with having nearly 1,500 rushing yards. And he had 1,454 rushing yards. And he was second in rushing in the NFL, only on, behind Derrick Henry. The great Derrick Henry, the king. And he's really good, is Nick Chubb, and he's a stud. Chubb is definitely a stud, guys. He's really fast and quick, and he's really elusive, and he has good footwork. And to go along with that, he's also a good power back. 
and he has good vision. He's a hard runner, fights for extra yards. He's big, even though not being that tall. He's very strong and big. He breaks a lot of tackles, and he's a hard running back to track down and tackle. And he's one of the best running backs in the league, in my opinion. In my opinion, I think he's probably fifth. I mean, probably sixth. Fifth is Derrick Henry. Fourth, I mean... Fourth is Derrick Henry. Fifth is Dalvin Cook. Sixth is Nick Chubb. Seventh, Aaron Jones. And one thing I mentioned earlier in my podcast a a few episodes ago... He's one of the best running backs in the league. And last year, he was one of the only bright spots for the Browns as they struggled to have a very explosive off- as they had a very explosive offense on paper but couldn't show it on the field. They went 6-10. and 10. That was very disappointing. They had two of the best receivers in the game in Odo Beckham and Jarvis Landry and a side receiver in Rashard Higgins. And they had a good tight end in Ninjoku. But then now they have Austin Hooper, so that's better. And Ninjoku requested a trade. Yeah, he was only he's a stud. He's still young. He's going to be really good for a while. I think he's going to get better as each year goes on. He's just a beast. He's a workhorse, is Nick Chubb. I agree with him being a 92 overall. On to Ezekiel Elliott. They rated him a 92 overall. I would put it around there, and I kind of agree. I think it's around there, but I would put it at, at a 93 to 95. I would put him at a 93 to 95 overall. Because in my opinion, he's the third best running back in the league, only under Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. And in my opinion, people only don't give and people don't give him as much credit as he deserves. And people underrate him because of the recent Cowboys struggles as a whole. But Elliott is really good, and he's very unpre- un- unappreciated. And he's Elliott's really good. He's a big power back. He plays hard. He fights for damn near every yard. Fights for extra yards. He's also pretty fast and quick for his size. Something that people also underrate him. But I don't think he's. But I do think he's underrated, and I do think he's just caught up in all his team's drama that the Cowboys have been going through over the past, I mean, last year. With poor coaching by Jason Garrett, and the Cowboys struggling to win big games, and to beat teams over 500. And I can go on and on about the Cowboys' struggles, but I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about Ezekiel Elliott and why I think he deserves to have this 92 overall, but I think it should be higher. But Zeke has nothing to do with all those struggles, guys. Yes, he has dealt with his number of injuries and over his career, guys. But I think he's pretty durable for the most part, to be honest. And I think he had an underrated year last year. He rushed for over 1,300 yards. And he was injured a little bit. And he had a good year. But I, I think people underrate him and he's unappreciated just because he's caught up in the recent Cowboys struggles. But I do think Ezekiel Elliott deserves to be a 92 overall. But I think it should be a little bit higher in the 93-95 overall range. That's enough for Ezekiel Elliott. On to Saquon Barkley, well, my second favorite running back in the NFL. They rated him a 91 overall. I I agree with that rating right now. For last year, as, as he played, he had over 1,000 rushing yards for the past two seasons, his rookie season and his second year last year. But I think his rating is gonna, his man, overall rating is going to be way higher next year for Madden 22 because the la- during the last two years, he ran behind a bad offensive line, and he had to basically create for himself, and he did that very well. And now they have a solid and better offensive line with Andrew Thomas. They got the, the offensive lineman out of Georgia to go along with Nate Solder and Will Hernandez and Cameron Fleming. And he, Saquon ran for over a thousand rushing yards both years with a bad offensive line. And now, 
he has more depth. The, the Giants have more depth at offensive line and more competition, and they have at least a little bit better of an offensive line now. But Saquon really doesn't need a good offensive line to be effective. He's really fast and quick, and he's really elusive, guys. And he is very athletic, and he's very strong. He's, he's also a big back, and he's very explosive. He's a very hard runner. He fights for extra yards. He has good vision. And overall, I think, in my opinion, Saquon is the best running back in the NFL. But he's my second favorite running back in the NFL. And I know you guys are going to be like, look at the stats. Yeah, but you guys need to understand Christian McCaffrey has a better offensive line. Aaron Jones has a better offensive line. Davin Cook has a better offensive line. Um, Nick Chubb probably has a better offensive line. Ezekiel Elliott has a better offensive line. You gotta, you gotta factor in what what I just said. All these guys at the at the top of the running backs list, like I mentioned, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry has a better offensive line. Nick Chubb has a better. All these guys have a better offensive line than Saquon Barkley. But Saquon Barkley still proved to be very effective in his first two years with rushing for over a thousand yards, and he still rushed for over a thousand yards with a bad offensive line in the first two years. And I think that's a really good, interesting stat, and it's very surprising. Because look, look what he did with a bad offensive line in the first two years. Of course, in his rookie year, rushed for over 1,300 yards. Stats did decline a little bit last year for rushing for just a little bit over 1,000 rushing yards. But with a, that's with a bad offensive line, and he was still very effective and still rushing for over 1,000 rushing yards uh, in those two seasons. But what you got to factor in is now he has a better offensive line, adding... Andrew Thomas with Nate Solder, Cameron Fleming, and Will Hernandez. So he has at least a more depth, and he has a better offensive line. So I think he's going to be more effective, and he's going to rush for more yards. So yeah, I do think they disrespected Saquon a little bit. I think I'm fine. With, I'm good with that off with that rating as of right now. But next year, it's definitely going to be higher. So at number six, they have Dalvin Cook, and they rated him a 91 overall. I do agree with that. Dalvin Cook has statistically the best year of his career with rushing well over 1,000 rushing yards last year. He was very effective last year. Vikings overall as a team were very effective last year and actually had probably one of the better years of the five-year span, honestly, because Kirk Cousins had probably arguably the best year of his career, and that's mainly because Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator, was helping him a lot and calling the really good plays, and they really, Kevin Stefanski... And uh, Mike Zimmer built his team really around Kirk Cousins' strengths and, and uh, fade out the weaknesses. That's how you make a quarterback really good to help. And the quarterback will eventually spread the ball around and help his receivers. But you have to build your system around, around what your quarterback's very good at. Unless you've got a quarterback who's uh, perfect at everything. But there, that's not a thing. That's not a thing right now. There's no quarterback in the NFL that's perfect. Closest to it is Patrick Mahomes. Or Russell Wilson. Or Lamar Jackson in the future. Now, Dalvin Cook could hold out because he didn't get a, con a big multi-year contract. But in my opinion, Dalvin Cook is very good. He has good vision. He's really fast, really quick. He's one of the up-and-coming up running backs, but he's great. He's a really good running back. In my opinion, he's one of my favorite running backs in the NFL. He's a very dynamic running back. He's a solid pass catcher also. And yet, 
He's, he's a really good running back. At number seven, they have Aaron Jones. I rated him a 90 overall. I do agree with this, and I think I agree with the. I'm going to say I'm going to agree with the 90 overall only because of his season he had last year. And the season the Packers had overall as a team last year with having only one really good target for Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the wide receivers were dealing with injuries. They only had one really good wide receiver, and this wide receiver is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and the most, one of the most productive wide receivers in the NFL, and his name is Devontae Adams. Even though he didn't have 1,000 receiving yards last year, he had damn near 1,000. You think he had 998, 999. He had damn near 1,000 receiving yards. But that... But yeah, they, they, besides from Devontae Adams, who's one of the best receivers in the NFL, they don't really, they didn't really have that much effective targets. They did have Jimmy Graham, but Jimmy Graham is gone now. He's not there anymore. Jimmy Graham is on the Bears, but the Bears also have Cole Clement. But I really think that uh, what Rodgers did last year with zero, like one really good target, Devontae Adams, and in the in and out of the lineup was bad as Scantling, who's really just fast. They usually have all good hands. Dropped a lot, dropped some passes last year. Um. Yeah, it was very effective with um really one really good target in Devontae Adams, who's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Period. Because he had Alan Lazard was the closest next to was the second leading receiver, wide receiver for the Packers, and leading receiver overall in terms of receivers, tight ends, and running backs. People who catch passes, people who gain yards on the catch passes, because he had Alan Lazard at four hundred and ninety. Um. 450 or 400, I think he had 450 receiving yards. He had a little bit under um, 500 receiving yards, so a little bit under half a thousand receiving yards. But obviously, Devontae Adams led, the, led, led the, the Packers in receiving yards with having for near uh, nearly a thousand receiving yards with about 998. I think it was 990 something. It was 997. Yes. I just thought of that in my mind. <laughs> LOL. But Aaron Jones had a very productive year also, and I really think that Rodgers relied more on his running game last year because he didn't have as didn't have um, the targets, didn't have the necessary targets to go to that would step up. All he had was Devontae Adams, who was really good. And like I said, in now the lineup was Geronimo Allison, Vadas Scantling, Al Nazard, Jake Kumaro, him too. They all were out of the lineup. They all were not really proven receivers. The only proven receiver was Devontae Adams. And they relied more... And they relied more... Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers relied more on the running game with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones supplied a very good running game last year. He's very fast, very quick. He's explosive, and he breaks a lot of tackles. He has breakaway speed, which I like. And he's a boom power back. He can break a lot of tackles. He's also good at breaking a lot of tackles. And, yeah, I think he had a really good year, and that's why I think last year with rushing for over 1,000 rushing yards, that's why I think he deserves that 90 overall. At 8, they have Joe Mixon. They put him at an 89 overall. Now, I think that might be a little bit too high because Joe Mixon, he had a decent year last year. I think he had a high 8. Uh, in the high 800 rushing yards category, didn't have, uh, didn't have a, quite a thousand rushing yards. I don't even think he had 900 rushing yards. I think he had 800 and something, or he might, he didn't have a thousand rushing yards. He either had 900 something or 800 something. Pretty sure it was high 800. But he was dealing with injuries. 
And but he's a very good he's a good inside running back for them overall. And he will help them in the running game, even though you got Joe Burrow, new face coming in, number one draft pick coming in as explosive weapons for me as AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, Al Erickson at tight end. And they really don't have a very good running back under that to back up Joe Mixon. So I really think Joe Mixon um, is one of their biggest parts. Helps in the running game a lot. He's fast. He's very, really fast, very quick, very explosive. Breaks a lot of tackles. Has some breakaway speed, but he gets caught sometimes in the open field. He's elusive. He has good vision. He has good footwork. All of that. I do think he deserves an, an 89 overall. I think he should be a little lower, stating the fact that he's probably he might not even play. Uh, might just hold out this year. Because he wants a big contract. And he's looking into that. But I do think I went over what he's really good at. He's also a solid pass catcher to go along with that. I do agree an 89 overall, but I would go a little bit under. At 9, they have Josh Jacobs. They rated him an 88 overall. The funny thing to me is they rated Josh Jacobs over Alvin Kamara. Okay, Josh Jacobs was a rookie last year. Alvin Kamara was in his third year last year. Okay, Josh Adam, Josh Jacobs had over a thousand rushing yards last year. Okay, so did Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, I think, had more rushing yards than Josh Jacobs last year. But yeah, guys, Alvin Kamara is way better. Not just because he played more and he has more experience, but I have Alvin Kamara, and we haven't seen a lot of Josh Jacobs. But what I've seen from Josh Jacobs' rookie year, he's a solid running back. He's a he's a good running back. He's big, he's a power back, but he's also fast. He's solid speed, he's quick, he's elusive, he makes people miss, he loses defenders, he he has breakaway, a little bit of bigger breakaway speed, but he does get caught in open field. He's good uh, vision, reads his blockers properly, um, hits holes correctly, and when there's open holes and open gaps, goes through them, no, and he, when there's not open holes and open gaps, knows that I bounce it outside, and he has solid speed on the outside and on the edge. Pretty dangerous. But I think giving him an 88 overall is, is solid. I think it's around there. Maybe more. I think maybe it should be more in the 87, 86 range. But that's fine. So at 10, they have Alvin Kamara at 88 overall. Now, out of all these running backs on this list, list I think they're underrating. I think they really disrespected giving Alvin Kamara an 88 overall. At least, I think Alvin Kamara should be in the 90 overall range. Alvin Kamara... Had a really good year in 2017, splitting carries with Mark Ingram, who's now and was been a Raven for two years. Or a year. But I think he had a very good year splitting carries with Mark Ingram. Both were power backs. Both are fast. Both are quick. Both are uh, elusive. Kamara's probably more fast and more quick and more elusive. Uh, Mark Ingram is more of a power back. But uh, Kamara is really good and did some special things in 2018 also. I think he rushed for over 1,000 yards also. And he rushed for over 1,000 yards, well over 1,000 yards in 2018 and well over 1,000 yards this year. And I think they're, un they're unappreciating him. They're underrating him. Only because of the fact that now Mark Ingram is on the Ravens. Solely, the running game is placed on... Alvin Kamara's back. He's the number one running back. He has no one to split the carries with now, basically. Um, yeah, he's the main back. He gets all the carries. He's a very good running back. Don't get me wrong. He's very explosive. I love him. He's out of Tennessee. He's also one of my favorite running backs in the league. 
fast. He's very quick, very elusive, hard runner, hard-nosed football player, fights for extra yards, doesn't go down after one uh, hit or one blow, keeps fighting. And he's a solid receiving back. Does a lot of damage in the receiving back also. So I, I kind of disagree with that. Should be around the 90 overall range. And yeah, that'll wrap this episode up, guys. And yeah. I'll catch you guys later.